People have been killed in storms that began pummeling Texas and Oklahoma over Memorial Day weekend. 24 of the deaths in Texas alone. 11 people are still missing. Newly re-elected FIFA President Sepp Blatter criticizes Attorney General Loretta Lynch about the corruption investigation surrounding world soccer. Ed Donahue has more. Blatter told Swiss Television there is something that smells about the timing of raids to arrest top FIFA officials. He talked about it at a news conference. They could have uh, uh, been um, indicted at any other time than two days before an electoral congress. Two days before he was re-elected, Blatter was speaking there through an interpreter. He also said he was shocked by comments by Loretta Lynch that the indicted FIFA and marketing officials corrupted the business of worldwide soccer. Blatter was also asked if he thinks he may be arrested. Arrested for what? I'm Ed Donahue. Another Democrat entering the race for president, former Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley, holding a rally this morning in Baltimore to declare his candidacy for the party's 2016 nomination. He would be the third in the Democratic race, along with former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. B.B. King will be laid the rest this afternoon in his Mississippi Delta hometown of Indianola. <laughs> Blues pioneer King first gained attention as a young singer and guitarist who'd already been a sharecropper and worked in a cotton gin in Indianola. This is AP Radio News. 1002 95.9 WATD Heat sure will be missed. I think some of that rain is coming up from Texas tomorrow, but won't be uh, quite as bad. No flash flooding or anything. Here's a look at the forecast with Jim Manning. Good morning, everyone. Well, it's not a great morning in some spots. It's foggy, but that fog will be lifting very soon during the morning, becoming mostly sunny. A big temperature contrast today, 84 degrees up the Braintree, Hingham, Weymouth area. That'll range down to around 80 degrees for a high around Marshfield, about 78 in Plymouth, and around 72 degrees as you get toward the canal today with lots of sunshine this afternoon. And that wind will be picking up from the southwest, gusting to 25 miles per hour during the afternoon. For tonight, cloudy skies. Overnight low around 63 degrees and rather humid as well. On Sunday, mainly a cloudy day. There could be a couple of just glimpses of the sun early in the day, but the clouds will be thickening up. Showers and thunderstorms arriving somewhere around midday and continuing off and on during the afternoon. A cooler day at a high close to 72 degrees. On Sunday night, showery, and it's going to be very cool. Overnight low of 51. And for Monday, occasional showers and drizzle. Very cool with the northeast wind, the high only around 55. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Jim Manning. Now, talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Brought to you by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Connect with Sharon now at 781 781- 837-4900 and online at bostonconnect.com. Now, here's Sharon McNamara. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara here on WATD, the one and only South Shore 
radio station. We love it here. We have Tim manning the phones. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. I haven't seen you in like forever. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. We've been missing each other. Cool new headphones. I like them. Thank you. Yeah, you're lo- yeah, just looking all snazzy in there. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so he will be manning the phone, so hopefully we'll have some callers. I know that uh, Alyssa and Kirk didn't have any callers. Well, we have one caller at the end there, Todd. Uh, with me today is my favorite loan officer. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. I call you my friend, too. You're uh, my friend. We have known each other forever, haven't A we? A long time now. Yeah. I even said something to you the other day about my bad breath, I think. Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I tried to forget it immediately. No, I know what it was. The onions. Remember you bought lunch? Yeah. The ah, other that's day. right. We had lunch that's in the right. office because we did a big tour and I was eating onions and I was like, geez, I have onion breath. Um, but anyways, we do have Andrew Monticone here with us again from Leader Bank. Uh, the last time you were here, you were here with Brad Mahoney. You guys did a good show. Yeah, we went over a lot of content. Yeah, that was awesome. So you filled in for me and Brad was the co-host and um, I was somewhere. I think I was up in Vermont with Mackenzie. Um, but the guys here at the studio, they send me an email uh, of the show. So I listened to it on my way back from Vermont. Nice. And I was like, good show. It was great. So, um, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. And we were going to do Periscope. We were going to do Periscope Live. So maybe at the break, I'll do that. You want to go live and broadcast live and let people see us? Sure. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't seem as thrilled as we are about it, Tim. It's sort of like the new. It's, it's all right. Thing. He doesn't have a face for radio. He, he won't break the camera. <laughs> oh, perfect. I know. Thank you're, you. Everyone's going to see you. You're going to. You're going to love it. So we're doing a bunch of di- different things. So we do call this as Bill Conley. Well, oops, I shouldn't have said that. But, but <laughs> anyways, um, we're going to do interact. He, it's interactive radio is what we're going to do. So. Um, what we're going to do is we have a bunch of things that Andrew is going to be going over with today. So I have join.me. I have my computer up. You did this with me last week when I was doing something with Mike McNamara. We Did you hear that, Joe? We got an agent down in Fort Myers? Yes. Yeah, so we were in Fort Myers and did the whole thing. Um, it was interactive. It was awesome. People could see them. So we're going to do that with you this week. So what are some of the things you are going to go over? Sure. So just so people know, when, when you're out there looking for property and need to get pre-approved. I have a sample pre-approval letter that we'll go over first, just to go over what a pre-approval letter is and what's on a pre-approval. Uh, so that, that'll be one of the first things we go over. The next thing that we're going to go over is that we're going to go look at the mortgage document checklist of what things you need to start gathering when you want to get pre-approved for a mortgage. And a lot of times people seem to come to me a little bit I don't want to say too late, but they come to me where it's in a, a rush situation where they need to put an offer in in you know in the next hour and they don't have any of their documents together. So we're going to go over what you should be preparing while you're thinking about buying a house. You have everything at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're going to look at all the things, uh, what not to do. Uh, throughout the process, when you're when you're looking to buy a mortgage loan, and, and you know something that may seem trivial could really stop the process and mm-hmm. uh, delay it or or cancel the loan for the, for that matter. Um, and then we're going to go over something that's really detailed, and that's a closing cost worksheet. And that's going to go over on a, you know on how much it costs to to purchase a home, what the rates are looking like. Mm-hmm. How much closing costs are? How much your taxes and insurance would would come out to be? So we have a lot of content to cover, uh, yep. but it's all really useful information. Perfect. So we want all of our listeners. If you are home and you are close to a computer, uh, join us at join.me forward slash Boston Connect. Again, that's join.me forward slash Boston Connect, and you can see everything that Andrew and I are going to be talking about right now. You should only just be seeing my talk real estate screen. So. 
Uh, we had a bunch of people, well, a bunch. We had a handful of people who were watching us uh, live last week. But to see these items in front of you, I think, is going to be really helpful. So when you are out there and when you are, you know, calling Andrew and saying, hey, I need to get a loan, at least you ha- you're familiar with the documents. Definitely. You know, this is actually a good thing. I do uh, first-time homebuyer courses, too, yep. right? And when I sit with my my first-time homebuyers, I sit down with them and I have a whole full package just just forms to be familiar with. I'm going to add, is it okay for me to add all these? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm going to add all these. So we're going to show you what they are. Uh, It doesn't look like we have anyone joining us right now, but it's a gorgeous day out there. So I'm sure people are listening in their cars and everything, but join.me forward slash Boston Connect. So if you can join us online and follow along, that will be great. Um, So why don't we, why don't you just take it right from the beginning? I think one of the best things that you just said, though, was things you shouldn't do. Yep. (laughs) So It surprises me, Andrew. Every yeah. single time something comes up. Let's. We're going to start with that. So, th- that's that's probably the perfect place to start. Actually, the the mortgage document checklist, which has saved more loans and uh, in, in mortgages during the process than I can say. So, first, we're going to jump into what you need to get pre-approved and what you should have at your fingertips. Okay. The first thing is you need to get your last two most recent pay stubs. Okay. Which one are we looking at again? The mortgage document checklist. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm just getting that up on my screen. Yep. We're going to go over this first, and then we'll go over things not to do. Yep. Okay. Join.me forward slash Boston Connect. So your two most recent pay stubs, and, and a lot of people, people don't get pay stubs now. So they're, they're mm. not, they're, you know, some people do, some people don't, but a lot of them are online. So you have to contact your HR department to set up a username and password, most likely, to download your, your pay stubs to a PDF format. So, and that could take a couple days. Mm-hmm. So you want to go ahead and start that. Um, also, you want to gather your last two months of bank statements for your for your uh, for all of your accounts. You don't need credit card statements, but like your checking, your savings, your money markets, any CDs. Uh, also, your brokerage accounts, your Fidelities, your your E Trades, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, and then your retirement accounts as well. You and and getting bank statements is really easy now, especially if you're doing online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, and if you're not doing online, just make sure that you're saving and and uh, saving your statements. One of the things though, when you're doing it online, though, I do recall this coming up one time that somebody, one of my clients, had given you. They had given you something that was a printout, mm-hmm. but it wasn't acceptable because of something. Was it because it didn't maybe have the the logo on it, or? Yep. So sometimes what happens is if you go online, some people don't know how to download the full statement. Okay. They just like they take like a screenshot. Okay. Of their balance, or they just print out like page one. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's important when you're you have to have all the pages of a bank statement, even if some of the pages are blank or advertisements, mm-hmm. because if the, you know if there's 10 pages and we only see seven of them, we don't know what's on those other pages. Oh, that's a good point. That, and so that's a very common thing people do. They just send me page one and I say, nope, we need all the pages. Well, why do you need the pages? They're blank because we don't know that they're blank. Uh-huh. And there could be loans on there. There could be other deposits. So that's why we need to see all the pages. Okay, that's good. And so if you're not banking online, you want to make sure, like a lot of times people just throw out, like they only keep like the first two pages and then throw out the rest. So just make sure that you're keeping all the pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing that you want to do is you want to make sure and we ran into this recently, that you filed your two most recent years of tax returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very common problem that's hard to fix throughout the process, where sometimes I've had someone file 14, but they didn't file 13. Mm-hmm. And they sometimes don't realize that they, they didn't file. Mm-hmm. And so filing your last two years of tax returns is, is very important. So you want to make sure you do that, and then we're going to be requiring that you, that you send in your federal tax returns all the pages. What is the process if you don't have 
so you haven't filed in the past couple of years, but you're considering buying a house. I mean, how do you, what, do you just go to the IRS and say, knock, knock, just what, I made a mistake? Yeah, no, I mean, you have to file your tax returns the, the two most recent years. That that, mm-hmm. that is just essential. So that happens a lot. Some people say, I haven't filed my tax returns in the last five years. The, th- pro- the thing is, they're, they're probably due money from the IRS. So that's why, yeah. so that, that happens a lot too. So I would automatically go to an accountant or a CPA and then they'll file for you. Do you think that most people don't do it because they're afraid that they owe money? I mean, why don't people do it? I just think people just don't take it seriously and they just, you know, they'll get around to it and they get around to it. And I mm-hmm. mean, most people do file, yeah. but mm-hmm. some people don't. Okay. Or some people just think they've filed and they have not. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. that's an important thing. Uh, you also want to get your last two years of W-2 statements. What are W-2 statements? Those are what your employer gives you at the end of the year to show you to show how much you made from the company. And you want to, you know, those can take a little bit to download or, or to find. Uh, so that's an important thing to get. Um, so those are really the, the, the basics. Last two uh, pay stubs, your last two month bank statements, your last two year W-2s, and then your last two years of tax returns, all the pages. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a great start for t- uh, to get pre-approved. So what I do is, if I think the it's kind of like a border borderline file uh, or something where I'm I'm a little nervous about, I take all those documents and I have that file pre-underwritten with my in-house underwriter. Because mm-hmm. the that's last thing that so important. it's can so you- in- it's the most important thing a loan officer can do, mm-hmm. um, because I think any, at least my my worst nightmare, and I think I, I would hope other loan officers' worst nightmare, is giving somebody a pre-approval, and then having the loan not go through at the mm-hmm. end. Okay, and and you have to do everything you can, and things can come up that are out of your control, but you have to do everything you can at least to look at the income docs, to say, okay, is is this person qualified? Obviously, if someone loses their job or they get a salary decrease, mm-hmm. that's out of your control. Yeah. But for the most part, you really have to do as much due diligence as you, due diligence as you can before you send someone out with a pre-approval. I take the sending someone a pre-approval very seriously. And you should, and that's why a lot of times, even when I am a listing agent, and I mm-hmm. remember one time this loan officer was so mad at me, and he do you remember this? And I do. He ended up writing something really negative about me on the Better Business Bureau, and then I just sent him a private email and said, thank you, you just made me look really, really smart to all of my seller clients because I wanted to verify that your client could actually afford to get this loan. Mm-hmm. When you have multiple offers out there, by the way, yep. how important is this? Andrew, you see it all the time. I all mean, the time. People have these, you know, multiple offers. You want to make sure that your client is being shown in their best light when you're working as a buyer's agent. But as a listing agent, you want to make sure that person coming to you, some of these, I, how many times have I said to you, have you ever heard of this company? I've never even heard of yeah, this you company. Have, you want to get, if you're a seller especially, <laughs> you want to make sure that the pre-approval is from a legitimate company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, a lot of these online companies, they'll just hand a pre-approval to anybody. Yeah. You just go online, you put in your income, nothing's verified, and they give, and then you get a pre-approval. Yes. And, you know, the process, when you get a house under agreement, it's a, it's a long, it could be a long process, 60 days, 90 days before everyone agrees to close. And to have the loan not go through at the end is such a... It's so it's too much time wasted. Mm-hmm. Time and money. Marketing time is how I look at it. Absolutely. A lot of marketing time. You know, you've now tied up my house and my listing and now we can't get a loan. Now what? You know? It's so important. You have to make sure that, that if you're a seller and that 
put, someone's putting an offer in, you look at that pre-approval, and you and I hope you that can recognize the name of, and, the, of the company. And with that situation that I had before where that guy wrote a little bit something nasty, and you know what? I think comma is a you-know-what. I didn't say it, Tim. <laughs> um, you know, it's a I, female dog. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, comma is a female dog. And you, you know what? I, I did not feel any remorse. I didn't do anything wrong. I wanted you to verify. And I said to these people, we have two offers that are almost identical. I know the other loan officer from the other bank. I do not know this one. And that one was a little bit better by just a couple things. I said, would your client to the other agent, would your client be willing to just get to go through the process with my in-house loan officer with uh, Leader Bank and Andrew Monticone? And she said, they will do anything to get this house. Lo and behold, you ended up being giving them a better loan. That's not my fault. No, not not at all. I mean, <laughs> there's, not, there's nothing wrong with getting some uh, your your buyer uh, pre-qualified from another bank if you don't recognize it. There's nothing hmm. wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's what I think it makes me. I don't know. I and here's another selfish thing. So I've been working with you for how many years? Is it twelve? We, we say this all the time, and we should really figure it out. I don't know. It's been about twelve years. I. The reason it's so selfish why I enjoy working with you so much is because I don't have to think about your job. You know what I mean? There are so many times where, you know, so many things fall through the cracks and this and that. And you're checking up and you're following up when somebody comes to me with their own person. Most of my buyer clients are using you anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's I know that you you are doing what you do so well that I don't have to worry about it. And I can help them do the other things that they need to do. So that's why it works really well for me. So as a listing agent, when somebody when that buyer tends to use you, too, I say to my clients, just want to let you know, this buyer decided to use my in-house loan officer, Andrew Monticone, and I am 100 percent that everything will be fine. Well, you know. There, the, the mortgage process is very convoluted. It's you know it, uh, the buyers don't always see it or the or the borrowers don't always see it. But there's a lot of things that go on in mm-hmm. the mortgage process that and th- things that also don't make sense. Yeah. It, that mm-hmm. that you know don't you can't bring common sense into the mortgage industry. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I, it's just the way it is. So, yeah. and and if and if problems do come up, it, it's important that you're that. That the loan officer knows how to solve them. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Is is if if there is an issue, number one, you try to find it at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then the second thing is, do they know how to solve it and solve mm-hmm. it quickly? Yeah, that's the most important. Well, you solved something major for us recently, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't believe that you were able to do that. And I actually we had the closing yesterday, and I said to them, I was like, I hope you understand how lucky that was. That if you weren't using Andrew for this, this would have not happened today. It's that was that was probably the case. So we, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's not just me too. I work for a really great company, um, mm-hmm. Leader Bank. Really is uh, they, they really have it's such a well-run company, mm-hmm. and it starts with the CEO Shashil Tuli, and uh, he just he just knows how to run a, a really sharp company. And he's all and he and his his motto is customer service. You know, he wants to make sure the customers are happy, and, yeah. and that's and if you do that, if you start any business with that, with the clients client Mm -hmm. first in mind, usually good things happen. And that's probably why our relationship has worked so well for so many years is because you do look at my clients as baby cubs as much as I do. So I know that there's that safety net there. And I do know with Leader Bank, it's funny because, you know, when I do see loan, um, you know, on my listings, when I do see offer letters that come over with Leader Bank on on it, and maybe you're not the loan officer, I know what Leader Bank standards are for their loan officers. So I never doubt that something is going to be okay with that 
you know, with that package or that loan um, that's going to hopefully go through. One of the things, too, is, and I know we're going to go through some of this. I want to go through all of this, but one of the things that I really enjoy about you, too, is that you really do take the time to sit and explain things to people. So recently we had um, a client of mine who was selling a home and buying a home. Um, They had, you know, a family friend was referred to them. And I was like, you know, I just really feel as if you should maybe just shop it out and maybe get another opinion, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And the comment was, well... Um, this other person, because they were referred to me, they're going to be getting rid of all of the closing costs. Yeah. Remember that? And I said, hmm. I said, I don't know much about that, but just call Andrew and see see what the story is. And then I called you and you explained to me why. And then you ultimately talked to her. I mean, there's a difference, what, in rates or something? Yeah. So, yeah, just a typical no closing cost loan, which is great, but you don't have to do no closing costs. You can get a lower rate if you pay the closing costs. So mm-hmm. just a, I mean, it's just an option, giving people both the options and explaining it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You would think that that's when you say that there's common sense, but I don't, they did not know that. <laughs> so I was like, well, they said that they would rather just pay the closing costs or, you know, say to the seller with like $5,000 back in closing costs or something yeah. like that versus ultimately over 30 years that costing them about $25,000. Yeah. Because this is going to be a long-term house for them. So it made yeah. more sense to take the lower rate. Yeah. I, I normally say on a purchase, you, you pay the closing costs, you take the lowest rate you can get, no points, of course, but just mm-hmm. pay the standard closing costs. And then if the rates go down, then do a no closing cost refi. Yeah. That's, I mean, you can do it both ways, but I, it, number one, you give people the option. Yeah. That's the key. And then they choose, you know. Yeah. So she was so deflated by feeling. Yeah, you know, I know. Mistrusted. Like now there's a mistrust there. So guess what? I think they're going to be, I'm pretty confident they're going to be using you and that makes me happy. All right. So go through the rest of your list. Sorry okay. So we're going to do, we're going to jump into uh, things not to do. Mm-hmm. Now, do we have to take a break now or are we going to, or are we good or should we? Um, yeah, we. We have a few more minutes? Yeah, we have a few more minutes. Okay. That's okay. Cool. That's, thank you. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> it's your show. It is my show. Yeah, but right. Andrew doesn't have a commercial, so it doesn't matter to me. So, Thing, so things not to do throughout the loan process. Okay, mm-hmm. very, very important. So after you get pre-approved, it's you don't want to have your credit run multiple times after you got have already gotten pre-approved. Mm-hmm. I always tell people one or two times is okay total from the time that you get a pre- pre-approved. Maybe three times, but mm-hmm. no more than that. And if you are going to have your credit run, you want to do it as close as you can to to with one of the other companies. So like mm-hmm. within like the you want to pull it within a week of each other. Yep. Once you start spreading out the credit pulls, that's when your credit score goes down. Okay. Okay. So you want to make sure not to really have your credit run throughout the process. What I tell people when they come to me and I pre-approve them, I say, okay, you know, you're pre-approved. Here's your pre-approval letter, and if you want to shop around or whatever. Here's a f- copy of your credit report. Mm-hmm. Don't have anyone else pull your credit. Just give the other company your credit report, and that should be fine just to quote rates and things like that so your credit's not run. Okay. That's what I normally yep. do. Again, join.me forward slash Boston Connect, and you can see all of the information that Andrew and I are talking about right now. Again, join.me forward slash Boston Connect. And if you would like to call in with a question for Andrew or for myself, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900, and Tim is manning the phones. Okay, go ahead. Here's one that you would think would be obvious but it happens okay (laughs) don't quit or change jobs okay so if you're getting pre-approved and especially if you have something under agreement do not quit or change your job Mm -hmm. Um, if it's a long closing sometimes it's okay if you change your job but you have to really make sure you let your loan officer know Mm -hmm. and explain exactly how you're getting paid let me give Mm -hmm. you an example which would 
completely uh, kill a loan. Somebody switches jobs. They're a W-2 wage earner, and let's say they're, they're an engineer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're a W-2 wage earner, you're, you, and you say, okay, I'm going to switch. You know, I'm going to go work for this contractor company because I'm going to get more money per hour. So what a contractor company is, you're still getting paid W-2s and pay stubs, so you're still an employee. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if you're a contractor, you basically work for a contractor company and then they, they sub you out to a different firm. Mm-hmm. So you work for a contractor company and then they sub you out to like a Raytheon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. That is not allowed. You need a two year history of that. So if you're if you weren't previously a contractor. OK. Work, you know, you will not be able to get a loan. You need a two year history. Okay. That, that has happened. And you explain this to people. I mean, I'm looking at this letter. I've never really looked at this letter before, but I can't believe that someone would even consider doing that. And I it actually happens. just got a text, too. So if you go on to uh, join.me forward slash Boston Connect, that might ask you for a code. That code will be Boston Connect. Uh, so somebody, um, actually, Bob Gleason from uh, Boston Connect Real Estate is listening to us, this, uh, watching us this morning, and he just said it works. Bob, so, all right. Yeah, so join.me forward slash Boston Connect. If you need a code, that code will be Boston Connect. All right, nice. go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. What, the other thing, too, is sometimes if people are switching industries, isn't that? Well, it, 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 that's a, that can be tricky. Again, it, 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 you're better off switching jobs after you close. I mean, if you're going from, uh, you know, let's say you're going from a plumber into being an engineer. Yeah. Or so, I, I, I'm trying to think of what you can do to switch com- industries completely. That can be that can sometimes be challenging. Yeah. It can it, depending on what type of loan you're going for, mm-hmm. not so good. Okay. All right. Or if you're going from, you know, W2 salary to hourly. Uh, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that can can really the, the key is don't do it. What happens if you get laid off but you get another job that's very similar? So like, That's okay. That's okay? okay. Yeah. Right. Especially if there's not a large gap in between. Okay. Uh, also, too, we're, we're allowed now, and this depends on the situation, that if you have an offer letter, mm-hmm. you can close with an offer letter now. If, as, long as, that, as long as your closing is within 90 days of your start date, and the offer letter has to be a non-contingent offer letter. I don't even understand what you're talking about. So let's say somebody is graduating college. Yes. And oh, an offer for a job. Offer letter. Okay, I'm thinking. You're thinking oh, offer. You're thinking real estate. I'm thinking I like real it. estate. Yeah, sorry. I like how your mind works. <laughs> Thank I'm thinking you. job offer. Okay, Excuse job me. offer. Okay, perfect. So a job offer. Let's say someone graduated college and they have a. It has to be a non-contingent job offer. Okay. Which means it can't say, in or you will once you graduate you will, okay. you can start. It has to be non-contingent. You okay. have the job. You're starting on this date. Here's your salary. Okay. If your closing date is within 90 days of that start date, that usually you can, or 60 days to 90, depending on a few things. But oh, that, well, that's very interesting to me. So if I had a client that was living here and they were relocating yes. to another perfect, state. Perfect situation. Okay, perfect. Because I have a client that's in this situation. I have a client that lives here. They're going to be moving to the Seattle area. Yep. Husband already has a job. She hasn't secured a job out there because she's, you know, sure. she's they're not moved out there yet. So if she can secure a job and put that date you will have this job on this date yes. that will work. Huh. You, there, not every company can do it. There, we have a program that you, you know, that, that if you have a, a non-contingent job offer, you can you can close before you start that job. Okay. Bob okay. Gleason has a question. Andrew, what happens if you are just out of the military? Well, you'd have to if you're just out of the military. Number one, if you are, of course, you want to try to go for a VA loan. Mm-hmm. My favorite, one of my favorite loans to do yep. is a VA loan. Yep, you're good at uh, those. 
they're awesome. We do good at the mall. It's really a good benefit for the veteran, too. It really is. The low rates, no PMI, uh, they're they're really good loans. So if you're just out of the military, it depends. Are you getting paid still by the military? If Mm -hmm. you are, you can use that income. Okay. Otherwise, you ha- if you're not, let's say you're, you're, you've uh, been relieved from the military and you don't have a job, you need to have a job. Okay. okay. Income. You need to have some kind of income. That sort of makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I, yep. I mean, I'm going to give you money and I want to see that you can pay it back. Yep, I mean, it's really black and white to me. We're doing a lot of VA loans. I'm doing a few, uh, probably about a few every every month right now. And uh, if, if there are any veterans out there and they're looking, especially if they're first-time buyers or second-time buyers, uh, definitely give me a call and, and we can and, uh, make sure we get you in a really uh, good program with a really low rate. Yeah. And one of the things, too, that I think when we're working together, too, is, you know, sitting down with people you're you've never said no to me where i've said you know can you just run through this process for one of my clients and just sort of that is so huge because people are so confused especially my clients who you know they purchased years ago and you know now they're selling that four bedroom colonial and they're buying in a 55 plus development or whatever they're buying they haven't done this in years they don't understand how different this process is well the most important thing in 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 my mind anyway, when someone's applying for a loan, is that they understand the process. They understand the product that they're getting. And most mm-hmm. of the times we're going to keep it very simple. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a regular 30-year fixed mortgage or, or if they want something else, they can we can look at those. Um, but it's keeping it simple and it's explaining the steps throughout the process so they understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I mean... It's a, there's a lot of move. When you're buying a house, there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving. You're dealing parts. with the realtor. You're dealing with the mortgage guy. You're dealing with the attorney. You're dealing with the seller sometimes. Home inspector. The home inspectors. You're setting up utilities. Your head is spinning. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you know what's going on. And if people can have, you know, a, a step-by-step action plan, you know, it makes it a little bit calmer. And one of the things too that I think when you have a team that works for you, um, having a buyer agent. I met with someone the other day, and they're like, "What is the importance of having a buyer's agent?" Well, the importance is all of those things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're doing it full time. I mean, plus um, overtime. I would say not full time. <laughs> overtime plus plus plus. Exactly. I mean, we're spending a lot of time when we're doing this. And the thing is, is you might say, you know, if I'm getting CC'd on different things, you know, from the attorney, from the loan officer, from you know, we're dealing with the bank appraisers. You're not, but I am. You know, all of these moving pieces and parts, at least you have that one core person as the real estate agent who is sort of like, you know, we're the navigator. The yeah. buyer is the captain. You tell us actually which way you want to go, but we're sort of navigating. This is where you go to Andrew. Yeah. This is where you go in all of our co-hosts. The realtor's the quarterback, really, of the transaction. I'm like Tom Brady. Well, I don't know if I want to say that, but you're the... Co- <laughs> I'm a Tom Brady in real estate, don't you think? <laughs> I think I put myself in that category. Oh, um, that's funny. Um, they need me. I don't know what they said, what he said. I don't know. Uh, someone, he's texting me, so I don't know what he means by that. Okay, what are some of the other things on here? Because I know that there was something else that one of my clients did, and it was like almost right before closing, and he, you're like, they did what? And that's the other thing, too, is sometimes you're not talking to your loan officer as much as you're talking to your real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going to take a little kudos on this. I listen to what people are saying and I I'm like, hmm, did you tell Andrew that? That's good. It's important. Yeah, because they're like, no, why would I tell Andrew that? So I don't know where that is on our list. When they paid off um, they paid off something, it was like $4,000 worth of debt and yep. they paid it so, off and thought it was a good thing. So sometimes people think, you know, let's say you have something under agreement and you're you're in the in, you know, in the loan process. The number one thing is you're supposed to keep your finances on even keel. 
mm-hmm. which means no big purchases, no no writing huge checks, and and really unless your loan officer tells you not to pay down debt. I mean, mm-hmm. you you got approved, you got approved with the profile that you have, and yeah. let's say. You know, let's say you have ten thousand dollars in the bank, and then you ended up paying off eight thousand in debt. Well, that might sound good, mm-hmm. but that might kick you out of a program because maybe you needed the extra that extra money for reserves to qualify. So you have to keep your finances on even keel. Mm-hmm. One of the things that people always ask me about, and it's it's a, it's one of those things that doesn't make sense, but it sort of does, is during the process you're not supposed to deposit any money into your bank account without letting your loan officer know. Of course, paychecks are okay from your job. And people go, wait, wait, why, why can't I deposit any money into my account? That's crazy. I said, well, everything about your pay stubs, because what happens is people all of a sudden start finding money when they when they purchase a house. They get a gift from their parents, or maybe they're getting their their friends giving them some money, and that money has to be traced. It has to be every dollar that's a part of a real estate transaction, whether you're using it or not. But it's, if it's in your bank account, it needs to be sourced for two reasons: one, for money laundering purposes, and for two, to make sure that those are not other loans that. Are going to affect your debt to income ratio. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Well, so when I, when I, don't I know explain what's it, to the money laundering. How many of those you get? I mean, that's a very rare case, but <laughs> yeah. and most mortgages are federal loans. So yeah. you know, we have to make sure that that money is is not money is not laundered. Yeah. One, and that's why we have to source it. Yeah. And so makes sense. some, yeah, it makes sense. And then the and equally as important, we need to make sure that the deposits into your account are not other loans, cash advances, from oh. credit cards. Maybe you borrowed another loan from another bank, yeah, a personal loan for ten grand with a ten percent interest rate, or whatever the case may be. Okay. That could kick you out of qualifying. Okay. So that's why so people get very aggravated about it, and it's just one of those things. And I would say it's the most strict thing in the industry as far as tra- chasing down deposits. They've loosened up on what those deposits, the amount of those deposits. It used to be anything over a thousand dollars. Okay. But they've changed it now. I believe it's either, I think it's 50% of the borrower's gross monthly income. Let me ask you two questions. One is, um, what if you did need, needed to have a gift from a family member, well, how, mm-hmm. what was that process? And two, what if you're getting married and you just received, you know, $10,000 worth of, you know, gifts yep. for yep. Ca- that, you know, cash? Well, right below that is... Uh, Depositing gift funds into your bank account needs to be handled correctly. So do not deposit any gift funds into your account without letting your loan officer know so we can tell you how to do it correctly. Gift funds are okay as long as they're from eligible sources, which are family members, cousins, parents, uncles, in-laws, sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws. Uh, also, if you belong to the same uh, church, that's allowed. So oh, it can really? be a friend who wor- you worship at the same church. That is allowed. Hmm. And it has to be handled correctly. So... You're going to have a gift letter that's filled out. And, and that we'll, gift letter comes from you? Yep, that we give them a gift letter that everybody fills out and signs. And we prefer the gift check. We prefer not to be a, uh, a bank transfer. We prefer to have it a personal check made out to the buyer. Because mm-hmm. if you start getting into transfers, then we have to start digging into the gift owner's account, which nobody wants to do. Mm-hmm. So it just needs to be handled correctly and, and so it doesn't stop your loan. Um, mm-hmm. from Because if those funds can't be sourced correctly the underwriter will not let you use them. Okay. And if you can, and if you need those gift funds, it's going to be tough. Okay. So here's I'm a, here's a situation that happened recently and it was a problem. So and we solved it, but somebody received a very large gift for a for a home purchase, mm-hmm. okay? 
and they mistakenly, you know how you have online accounts? Yeah. You know how you can nickname your accounts? Yeah. So you can nickname it like My Savings. And yeah. So they opened up. Tuition. Mine whatever it tuition. is. Yeah, tuition. Yeah. So like a good parent, they opened up a savings account for their child who's yep. two or three. And they put it online. You know, th- three. they have three accounts. One of them's this, you know, their kid's account. And they labeled, they mislabeled it. Their my savings. So they deposited their gift funds into their children's account by mistake. Okay. You are not allowed to use children's accounts as eligible sources of down payments. Oh. It's, I mean, who would think you could, you couldn't do that? Why, you know, the child's three. Who cares? It's a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac rule where it's a not eligible source of down payment. Anything from a children's account. Because technically, when you deposit money into a child's account, it's a yeah. UTMA account. Okay. That's a gift to that ch- that child. Huh. Although you can you can control on it, and although Mass Law says those funds you you have discretion over those funds until the yeah. child's eighteen, it doesn't matter. Fannie that Mae does not care. That is so interesting yep. to me because I'm thinking about my I'm scrolling in my head. Actually, right? I was on my account this morning and I definitely say so like for mine, it says like Mackenzie, Casey, like I have all these different yep. accounts. So what about the one that I have labeled as, you know, well, it's, tuition? It's different. I mean, there's one thing of having your own accounts and labeling them that way. And there's another thing opening up an actual account, an actual youth account in that person's name. Oh, I see. Yep. Mm hmm. I mean, labeling account is, that's different. Okay. This was a legitimate open up UTMA bank account. Okay. That mistakenly, and it was an honest mistake. Yep. That all the gift checks were made out to the parents. She just, she showed me, I go, you mislabeled my mistake. I see it. Yeah. But unfortunately, so we had to rework, we had to rework the loan Mm. and we ended up getting it done. Mm -hmm. But still, it's to explain this to a client can be very frustrating because it's really not common sense. Yeah, and you know what's so funny to me is that when these things happen, I mean, you're so level-headed, and I feel like I'm the same way because you, you just have to be in this industry. You know, there are ups and downs and just stay level. But, you know, that's, you know, something that happens. I never look at something like that as a mistake because look how much we're learning from that. I mean, now you know. Like, how do we know so much in real estate? Because it happened before. That's, it, that's why. Exactly, that's exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, um, Tim has given us the signal that we should uh, take a break. So why don't we just take uh, one break here and when we come back, we're going to continue on with all of these things that you should do. Please go to join.me forward slash Boston Connect and you can join us and see everything live here. Uh, obviously, Andrew Monticone's information is here. I'm going to give it just in case you're leaving us. Six... Um, um, office number? What number? Sure. Do, um, yeah, office is fine. Office 781-474-5085 is Andrew Monticone's uh, information, and you can call him. But we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Imperial Inspection Services, complete home inspection services, radon testing, featuring on-site results with electronic testing, lead paint inspection, Title V inspection, pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call seven days a week, 1-800-440-1141, or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com. With 28 years' experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, except credit cards for all services rendered. Imperial Inspection Services. 1-800-440-1141. 1-800-440-1141. There they go again. It's another smooth move with Gallo Moving and Storage. When it's time to move your valued possessions, don't trust just any moving company. At Gallo Moving and Storage, they understand that you've spent your entire lifetime turning your house into a home. 
The Gallo Sales Consultants will walk you through every aspect of the move. And as an authorized agent of United Van Lines, you're guaranteed to get the treatment you deserve. From packing the first box to unloading the final dish, the Gallo Professionals guide you every step of the way, whether you're moving across the street or across the country. Gallo Moving and Storage is always a smooth move. Gallo Moving and Storage, close by in Weymouth. Call Bill Balo at 1-866-697-4400. 1-866-697-4400. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. 50% more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Andrew Montacone from Leader Bank. And we have Tim manning the phones for us. So if you have any questions, good morning, Tim. Good morning. No callers. Where are they all? Uh, maybe they're getting ready for the beach. Yeah, maybe. Let's gather them all up. I should start giving out gifts when people to call. Um, but no, I mean... A, a beach kit. A beach kit. That's what I should do. I'll do something like that. Boston Put, Connect sandals and beach towels we'll and sunglasses. Some Boston Connect beach towels. Do you have any uh, Leader Bank beach towels? I don't, but I can get some. Yeah, we have some umbrellas and stuff. We'll start giving out gifts. 781-837-4900. If you have any questions regarding you know, the pre-approval process, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, maybe you have a story you can share with us why you thought that you were getting a certain loan and when you got to the closing table your interest rate was you know f- uh, a point or two higher and how you were that's not good no well i saw that happen back in the day i felt really bad i was the listing agent on that property i felt terrible for that buyer but anyways we're going over right now the things not to do throughout the loan process and we were just talking about some of the things about money going in can we discuss money going out yeah funny enough that's- they yeah funny enough the underwriters don't it's another thing you would you would think they would care about. They're not too concerned about like withdrawals mm-hmm. unless they see something that raises a red flag. Like for example, if you didn't disclose you were paying child support, and then like they see a check that says child support, oh, yeah. that would be a problem. Um, <laughs> so things like that. They're not you know as long as you have money in the account, but they're mm-hmm. not really they're not combing through and looking to see where you're spending your money, which you think would be kind of like 
They yeah. would, but they're not. They're more looking at what's going in. Yeah, because if you're doing debt-to-income ratio, wouldn't you want to see if this person has a habit? Well, I guess, I yeah. don't know. Is that invasive to see that they go out to dinner you no, know, five nights a week? Because they're going to see how much money's in the account. So yeah. if they have a, and you have an average balance. Mm-hmm. And so then they're going to know, okay, well, in the last two months, there hasn't been any major deposits, so they have money in their account. Yeah. Don't you think when I refinance, I'm like probably, I'm a little nervous about it all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know more about my stuff than I know about my stuff. Is that a little scary, too? A little bit. A little scary. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but the deposit checks, when people are giving us that first $1,000 deposit and then the bigger one, yep. explain that. So when you're when you're putting an offer on a piece of real estate and you're a buyer, uh, you have to normally, with your offer, put uh, $1,000 with mm-hmm. that offer. And the bank is going to need a copy of that check. And so the easiest way to get a copy of that check is when, as soon as you write that check, just take a picture with your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so therefore, you can send it send it over to your loan officer. Um, and then also, when you write your second check, so you normally, the process in Massachusetts is $1,000 with your offer. And then typically, depending on your down payment, but most likely, it, you have to put down 5% mm-hmm. at the signing of the purchase and sale. And, you know, that, that check should really be a bank check, a certified bank check, because it's supposed to be certified funds. The $1,000 check usually does not. But when you're writing a check for 5% of the sales price, it you, you really should have a certified check. Mm-hmm. And then you also want to take a copy of a picture with your phone on that check as mm-hmm. well. Um, we've run into some issues lately, and, and you've seen it, Sharon, where mm-hmm. people are writing personal checks for that for the for the 5% and those checks are not clearing. That's a big problem. It's huge. I talked to you about this the other night. You were in the office Wednesday. We were there pretty late actually working with, uh, Wednesday night. And it is frustrating from the standpoint of being a broker. We're getting these checks and by the time it processes and the check comes back to us in the mail, you know, it's I can't believe that people are actually writing checks that aren't clearing. Mm-hmm. You're buying a house, you just wrote me a check for $10,000 and you have insufficient funds like that's sort of fraud isn't it well I, it's not good i mean it, and it, it certainly is not giving the seller the warm and fuzzies if you really want the house yeah uh so i mean <laughs> i i hope that the you know especially i mean the the, the prices are, are high around here 400 500 600 800 five percent's a lot of money mm-hmm. and that the fu- that deposit check is really what keeps the deal together because you have money on the line, Absolutely. and that those it really should be certified funds. I, I, but people, so, we just know. made it a new policy actually in our office it, for the second deposit. I want a certified check because um, I've also heard about um, that's not a lot to ask. No, I don't think so. It's not. If you have the money, just go to the bank. Um, and not only that, it's it's an accounting nightmare. By the way, yeah. <laughs> From when you put money into escrow and what I have, the process I have to do to make that all right in my account is a nightmare. But one of the things that I've heard recently is that uh, there are some people out there, they're pretending that, well, they're pretending that they're really buying a house. They will write a check, you know, to secure a house. Then they decide to get released from it, like right away, as soon as they give the check, they want to get released. They're making phony certified checks. And by the time the bank picks it up, it, the person has already released, and the um, company who's holding the escrow has written a check, and those people are gone. So wow. now I have another policy in my office. Again, this is why we have policies. Things go wrong. Now the policy is if you are going to have a release, it's I'm not doing it until it's 10 d- business days after the deposit was put in. Because if it's something like a fraudulent check. I see what check, you're saying. I, it took me a minute to get what you were talking about. So mm-hmm. so, so basically, they're writing a check for, let's say, we'll call it 5000 bucks. Yep. 
and they're saying, okay, yep, we want to buy your house. Here's a, here's a certified check for 5000 Then they say, actually, I decided I don't want to because I don't like this about the property. I want my $5,000 back. Yep. And people are writing the $5,000 back, but it, but it hasn't cleared. It hasn't cleared. Oof. And that's the other thing why it's so important from a broker standpoint. When any of my agents get an escrow check, it has to be deposited right then and there. So don't, you know, sometimes we'll see things, oh, d- please don't deposit until Saturday. I'm like, I can't do that. This is, you know, the P&S says that this is going to be signed on well, this the certif- day. Well, certified funds, is, it'll go in right that day. And that's, you said to me, that's why one of the things I was like, that's why I certified from this point yeah, forward. Yeah, cer- certified checks, it, it's instant money. That, mm-hmm. It's as good as cash. Yep. And so if you deposit that, that's supposed to be, it's supposed to be available that day. Yep. As opposed to a personal check. Yep. So. And we're doing deposits right in our office now. I don't even have to go to the bank. Sure, scan them right we're in. We're scanning them right in, which is great. All right, what are a couple other things? One thing, too, so we have like 10 minutes left. Again, this is Andrew Montecone from Leader Bank. He um, is our in-house loan officer. He's with us, you know, a couple days a week, but he can always come to the office. But he does loans for everybody. Um, and as I have always said, I think that he does the best of the best. That's why I've been working with him for 12 years. That's the other thing, too. If you were awful, like... <laughs> I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, and you're one of the only people that really can really deal with me. No, I... I That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you know that I have high standards for my well, clients, and you know what? I think that that's great that you do that. What is uh, Some of the other things, too, is I want to finish up this list, but I like this other one here, what, what people have to bring to the closing, too. So what you have to be prepared for that as well. So are, are there any other things on here? Yeah, one more thing just to, keep, just to look at is do not close down any bank accounts throughout the process. So someone might withdraw all their money out of a, out of a certain account, then call up the bank and say, I'm going to close this account down. You don't want to do that because we might need, you might need access to that account after the fact. So you don't want to close down any bank accounts. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, uh, what about credit bank accounts? That includes credit cards. You don't want to do any, again, keep your finances on even keel. Okay. So don't close down credit cards during the process. Everything should be even keel. Don't buy a new car. Hmm, we've seen that, right? Do not buy a new car. That would classify under don't have your credit run. Let's talk about we're excited because we just saw our commercial on Jordans and we have 90-day free financing. Okay, so. I think you need to add a couple things in here and make this a little more clearer. I'll give you my ideas. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to keep on, you know. Adding. Adding, adding things not to do. Don't even breathe. So if, <laughs> no. a lot of times, too, uh, people, when they're buying a house, they'll start look, shopping for furniture, which is normal. Mm-hmm. And they'll go to Jordans or wherever and, and, op- and they'll say, okay, you can get 90 days financing. And then that, therefore, they're pulling your credit. Mm-hmm. And then if you've opened up new debt throughout the process, uh, we have to verify it. So number one, it could it could kick you out of qualifying. Mm-hmm. And then two, it could there could be a delay. So if we pick at three days before you close, or within ten days before you close, every bank is going to run a soft credit pull, mm-hmm. which means we're not going to pull a new credit score, but we're going to check your balances. And if you open up any new lines from the first credit report that we pulled, when when did they do that? It's about ten days before closing. Okay, mm-hmm. but it could be it can be the day before if they want. Well, I want to tell you. Uh, recently, it happened to me on one of my listings, and they did one of those soft pulls. I think it yep. was maybe five days before. Yes, and um, it was a situation where it was a divorce situation, and uh, both people were on the other loan, and the husband made a late payment or something, and. And she got declined. It wasn't with you because I, I wasn't working with the buyer. Um, but 
you know, as the listing agent, I'm like, how did this happen? Like, yeah. how did this happen? They're like, well, we pulled it. And if, like, if you're not going to pay the current mortgage you have, then guess what? We're not giving you one either. Yep. That's how the underwriter sort of looks at sure. it. I mean, luckily in this situation, things were able to work out a different way. But yeah, it was scary. Now, my client has completely moved out of the house. Yep. We, you know, think about the expense and the time and the energy for marketing. So they ended up getting through? They ended, they ended up, up well, getting luck, through. Lucky, yes. Not you. with that situation. They had to do some something creative to make, to it, make work. it work. Yeah. So it could delay the process. Yeah, it could. You know. mm-hmm. What were we talking about on that? What was the other thing? What brought us to that? The verification. Oh, you were saying that they have to do that. They'll do the soft thing. The soft credit pool. So if, if we find out that you've opened up a new line, then we have to contact that creditor and then add it to your credit report and find out what the payments are, which takes time. Yep. So that could delay your closing. Yep. And that is the furniture. That is the new TV. That yep. is the refrigerator. The You know, you want a new refrigerator, washer, dryer, of all of those things. And you know what? I know that there are sales out there, but what is your advice to someone? What do they do if they can't pass up this sale? Wait. Can they have a family member buy it, can't they? And then pay them back after. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pay cash for those things and you have enough, I mean, you're not supposed to have any big purchases. I mean, you can't wait an extra couple of days. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, so, like what if they take $4,000 out of their savings and that's all they had? Now that's, that's going to impact that's a pr- it. That's a problem. I mean, I, I, I tell people, just, just wait the day after it. you close. I mean, if you're going to go buy, fur- like, a lot of furniture, and I understand everybody wants it there for the move-in date. I get it. But why jeopardize the house? I know. It doesn't, you know. It's, again, that common sense thing. You have an awesome video. You actually just emailed it to me, and I will add it to this. Um, You know, I'm going to add it to our blog as well so people can see it right there. So when you go on to bostonconnect.com, Andrew, underneath, you know, meet us or whatever, um, Andrew does have a spot there where you can click on Andrew. You'll have all of his contact information. You'll have a link to his. If you are thinking about getting a loan, he has, you have an automatic application. What is the application or whatever? Is it an application? You can yeah you can fill out an application online yep all right I'm gonna actually go right over to that too so under, under apply online you yep. can certainly fill one out online if you'd like or I could I can also take the application over the phone yep so you can do that yeah you're really good about doing that too so taking the application over the phone yep. yeah I prefer that but I mean people sometimes are busy they want to do it late at night that's fine too I'm gonna call them anyway and verify all of it and, and walk them through it mm-hmm. um, so and that little video I'll add that video to to yep. you too it's and a first time it. home buyer video actually no excuse me it's a home buyer video home buyer. it's not for it's for any buyer mm-hmm. and it goes over the whole process in a nutshell mm-hmm. and it tells you what not to do and it's about two minutes long and I tell people who no matter if they're buying their first second third or fourth home to watch it and it's just good to get it's a little, nice little refresher about mm-hmm. the process um, so a lot of people have enjoyed it just two minutes about two minutes long yeah and I'm gonna add that but one of the things too is a lot right now we see a lot of people who are buying homes who are not yet married or engaged so oh yeah don't sure. buy the engagement ring that's like my favorite part of the video <laughs> you know yeah oh yeah that's right don't buy it no big purchases yeah and that would include an engagement ring buy it when you get there so um, okay so whether there, there was nothing else on that checklist right so the other thing here on at the closing, what you're going to require at the closing. Do you want to go over that? So during the loan process, uh, there's always going to be what happens is you you apply for a loan and then you get what's called a mortgage approval. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on the mortgage approval, it's not, it's not, oh, you're guaranteed to get the loan. It's, okay, we approved you. Now you have to meet the following conditions in order to go to the closing and we're going to actually close on the loan. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And those conditions are very, uh, they're very basic. One of them is we want to make sure that you have enough money to close. Mm-hmm. So we have to check to make sure that we verified that you have enough money. For example, if you need $50,000 to close and we have only verified 30000 that's a problem. We need okay. to find out where the other money's coming from. Okay. And that goes back to the whole thing of verifying enough funds to close and, mm-hmm. and deposits and things of that nature. We're also... Oh, we have a doorbell. Doorbell. Let me real quick just let everybody know that there will be lots of open houses this weekend. You will be mingling around with a lot of people. If you want to find all the open houses, you can go to SouthShoreOpenHouses.com or you can go to BostonConnect.com under the Buyer tab. You'll see all the open houses for Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, Mary, my coordinator, and I will be doing several ourselves for several of my listings. I'm going to actually be at one of um, a two-family in Pembroke. There aren't many of them, so if you're looking for an investment type property uh will be there andrew did the rate sheet on that for me last night so uh we'll have all the breakdowns of how much you will need in order to buy a two-family uh it's a great opportunity if you do need somebody you know helping supplement a little income there a little money there to you know help pay the mortgage so that's over on elliott ave in pembroke i'll be there from 11 to 1 mary's going to be in a couple of the places lots of open houses but if you have graduation parties and the such and you can't get into the houses this weekend well just give us a call and we can get you a private showing during the week so you'll see all the open houses at bostonconnect.com throughout the south shore that's it the rest is yours the uh, other thing that's going to be on your loan approval there could be a lot of things on there depending on on the file but the basics will be the underwriter and the the loan processor on the file is going to verify within five days before you close that you still are working at your current company Mm -hmm. so there's been there's been times whether it's a refinance or a purchase where we've called up and we find out that they don't work there anymore and i you know and it's a little bit of a shock of course and you say oh i retired (sighs) and i said well that that's a problem um you know or i got laid off which is not their fault obviously but we are going to verify every lender will verify that that your employment about five days before closing yeah Uh, so that's an important one and then, of course, you're going to have your, you know, the, the underwriter before she actually signs off on the file is going to make sure that it that it meets all the guidelines, which is called like a final investor approval, mm-hmm. which typically means, you know, most loans are underwritten by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or FHA or VA. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to verify before you can close that all the conditions were met to satisfy those guidelines. And, and I know you're going to talk about the condo approval. We only have a few minutes, and I want this uh, quick question. When people are going to you, I mean, you can shop out all different types of loan packages of and different things like that. That's one of the things that I think is really good. I mean, you don't have like this, you know, when people are thinking lead or bank, they shouldn't think, oh, this, you know, you're in this small little pigeonhole, and I can only get certain things with them if I go with them. I mean, you have a yeah, wide, that's, broad scope. That's of- a good point. I mean, I, I probably assume that, uh, that everybody knows that. So. We of course so at Leader Bank we are we kind of almost we have the best of both worlds I call it where we have the uh, we have available all the rates that are out there so mm-hmm. we have we see all the rates like for instance Chase Wells Fargo's BB and T's rates U S Bank rates and we also have all of these private investors of local Massachusetts banks that mm-hmm. offer their rate that want to buy loans from us yeah. so they open up all their programs to us which nice. also allows us access to all their rates so we're con- we're shopping for the best rate all the time. It's it's almost like we, we 
we have the ability of like a broker, but we have the flexibility of a bank and we have the comfort of a bank. Well, and that's one of the things I always, when I'm telling people, you know, when people say, oh, I have a family member or I have a friend of a friend of a friend. And I'm like, well, just give Andrew a call. Um, he has not yet once not beat somebody else's rate. I mean, it's just, I, I find it We impossible. try to be very competitive yeah. with our rates. Um, you know, we, we try to you know, I like to think of it as you know we're we're consistently very aggressive with our with our yeah. rate programs. Yeah. Well, we're at the end already, Andrew. I can't believe it. But that was fast. you know, one thing that we can do, we'll set up a little workshop in the office where we can have some meetings with people and just have like a one-on-one session. We'll work on something soon. Uh, we'll also have. I'm going to talk to you about doing a timeline chart so we can put that together. Sure. Uh, we have commitment letter dates that we want to talk about. But how can people get in touch with you if they sure. need a loan this weekend? If anyone needs to get pre-approved or wants to go over some loan options. My uh, my name again is Andrew Monticone. I'm a senior loan officer with Leader Bank. My phone number is area code 781-474-5085. One more time. Yep. That's 781-474-5085. Perfect. I'm Sharon McNamara. Have a fabulous weekend. You can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-294-4848. Have a great weekend. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD-FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com. AP Radio News. I'm Tim McGuire. Heavy rain again this morning, causing flash flooding. Number of areas northeast Texas, including parts of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Anita Foster's with the Red Cross. It's raining. Uh, there are pockets of incredibly heavy rain, and it's absolutely not needed anywhere. River flooding is also a major problem. I think it's a mandatory that we get out of here uh, because uh, I think they're going to kind of... Uh, close up everything, keep people from coming in and out because the water is getting, you know, pretty close. Norma Marks leaving her home in Wharton, which is on the Colorado River. 28 people are dead in Texas and Oklahoma. 11 others are missing. I declare that I am a candidate for President of the United States. Former Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley is in the hunt for the Democratic Party's 2016 presidential nomination. In a speech in Baltimore, O'Malley talked about what he sees as a growing divide in this country. There is, however, a growing gap of injustice in our country today. It is the gap between the strong, just nation our children need for us to be and the nation we are in danger of becoming. O'Malley joins with former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders in seeking the party's nomination. Later today, B.B. King will be buried in his hometown of Indianola, Mississippi. The blues pioneer died earlier this month at his home in Las Vegas. He was 89. No reports of any injuries or damage after a powerful and extremely deep earthquake struck near some remote Japanese islands. Offshore quake was powerful enough to rattle large parts of Japan's main island of Honshu. Buildings swayed in Tokyo more than 600 miles away. The U.S. Geological Survey puts it at a 7.8 magnitude quake. This is AP Radio News. 1102, 95.9 WATD, 77 and sunny around the South Shore, just the way we like it. It's going to get a little warmer today. Great day for the beach. Here's a look at the forecast with Jim Manning. Good morning.
morning, everyone. Well, it's not a great morning in some spots. It's foggy, but that fog will be lifting very soon during the morning, becoming mostly sunny. A big temperature contrast today, 84 degrees up the Braintree, Hingham, Weymouth area. That'll range down to around 80 degrees for a high around Marshfield, about 78 in Plymouth, and around 72 degrees as you get toward the canal today with lots of sunshine this afternoon. And that wind will be picking up from the southwest, gusting to 25 miles per hour during the afternoon. For tonight, cloudy skies. Overnight low around 63 degrees and rather humid as well. On Sunday, mainly a cloudy day. There could be a couple of just glimpses of the sun early in the day, but the clouds will be thickening up. Showers and thunderstorms arriving somewhere around midday and continuing off and on during the afternoon. A cooler day at a high close to 72 degrees. On Sunday night, showery, and it's going to be very cool. Overnight low of 51. And for Monday, occasional showers and drizzle. Very cool with the northeast wind, the high only around 55. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Jim Manning. Now, WATD presents Sound Advice with attorney Tom Williams, sharing legal advice and listening to you. Attorney Tom Williams is ready to take your call at 781-837-4900. This is Sound Advice with attorney Tom Williams on 95.9 WATD. Good morning, everybody. This is Joma Stone filling in for Tom this morning. How are you? Uh, I just heard that weather report, Tim. I, I didn't realize that we were, it was going to, like, go south. Well, it's, it's, you have today, tomorrow. Well, mm. well we need the rain. A, we do. We do yeah. need the rain. That, that one aspect I, did, I was aware of. Um, good morning, everybody. Uh, Tom has the day off. I'm filling in. Uh, as people have listened to me before, you know that uh, my specialty is reverse mortgage, and uh, we do have a special guest here with us this morning. But before we get into the show, uh, I just want to remind everybody uh, who I work for, uh, Continental Funding Corporation in Stoughton, Mass. I work for a great guy there. His name's Howard Meiselman. Um, any, I've had clients call me. I don't do conventional mortgages. I only do reverse mortgages. So, uh, you know, if I get a lead or somebody asks me about conventional mortgages, I usually direct them to Howard. But I've had clients. I'd, I've had actually professional contacts, lawyers, and some financial people that have had. They've had clients that have had difficulty getting regular mortgages, and. Uh, I couldn't answer their questions. You know, that's not my expertise. And I've directed them to Howard, where they've been turned down by banks uh, on, a, on you know, more s- conventional, streamlined, conventional mortgages, whatever label you want to put on them. He has been able to take those people and get them approved for mortgages. You know, there's been some divorces, things like that, a little bit more complicated where, uh, you know, more extenuating circumstances. So this man's been in the business uh, 30 years, great guy. The reason that I like being, and I don't, I, you know, I work under his license. You know, I'm self-sufficient. I can't honestly say he's a, uh, a whole data bank of information when I need it but uh, he is uh, he keeps his word and I don't care what business that you're in these days people that keep their word you can do business on a handshake whatever it may be 
uh, he consistently does that. So it's just refreshing to be associated with somebody and to you know have the guidance of people like that, and and you can just go about your business and you don't have to worry about somebody stabbing you in the back. And that's uh, that's why I, one of the biggest reasons. Not just that Howard's a lot of fun and and uh, he's very knowledgeable, but most importantly, he always keeps his word. So people out there, if you have any mortgage questions, uh, the office number is seven eight one. Three four 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 eight four six, and if you want to talk to me after the show, my number is nine seven eight five eight zero nine two four three. Now we would not be here if it wasn't for Tom Williams, Thomas Williams and Associates. I have learned over the past three or four years a lot about estate planning. Tom ha- is—he's got multiple degrees. He is. Uh, has um, you know an unbelievable varied knowledge of of estate planning and financial planning things and work everything in and he's uh, he seriously folks he's a fraction of what other attorneys uh, charge and he, I you know he's been asked why and uh, he says it's because of uh, he 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 would rather get to the masses and and uh, and and have the ability for people that normally wouldn't be able to afford to go to a state attorney. He tries to get them in. So he's very, um, again, very honest man and a very smart man. Tom and I are going to be having a, a seminar uh, June 18th at the Rockland Holiday Inn. Uh, it's free. Now, how many times you hear that moniker, free, and, you know, that old adage, uh, nothing's for free. But this really is for free. There's no, uh, there's refreshments there. You go there. Of course, he's doing it to draw, you know, to get people to come in and, and uh, you know, to utilize his uh, his firm, but it is, uh, doesn't cost anything. So that is on June 18th at the Rockland Holiday Inn, and there's two seminars that day, uh, one from 2 to 4 and one from 7 to 9. So I'll bring that up a little later. Um, and we uh, right now, the, the, uh, the radio station's number here is 781-837-4900. And we have our first caller, uh, and it's Bob from Plimpton. Bob, are you there? Yeah. Hi. How you doing? Good morning. Thanks. You <laughs> jumped right in there, so I, had no a, I wanted to get my, my Tom commercial in before we get started. <laughs> how are you? Oh, good, good. I, you know, just a question. Um, uh, 90-year-old gal. Um, has a reverse mortgage. Yeah, owes about three and a quarter on a house that's worth probably around two eighty-five. Okay. Now keep in mind, ninety years old. You know, um, uh, I mean, would there be in your? I know it's hard uh, without all the facts, but uh, would it probably be in her best interest to walk away from it rather than try to? I mean, obviously, she wouldn't care about her credit uh, worthiness at that age because she has family that would take care of her. Right. Um, I mean, do they ever uh, renegotiate it? Or? You, you don't even have to worry about that, uh, Bob. Uh, the protection is already built in. With Now, I'm guessing that she did this reverse mortgage uh, quite a while ago. Uh, yeah, I think actually... Uh, Got more money after you know later in the right because you can refinance yeah, uh, with yeah. these so uh, but it's worked out well for her. I mean she's ninety and she's uh, she's still doing okay. I'm I'm guessing. Well, she's not living in the house anymore, and okay. I know she's supposed to be um, probably as a condition. 
I mean, I, I guess she's back and forth from the house. As, and, and you, very important that you keep track of that because yeah. the rule is it has to be your primary residence. Correct. And if it's more than a year, then that's when they can call the loan back. No, so, it, has, it so, hasn't been. It was, right. uh, it was more of a question of, um, and I understand and thank you for that, but it was more of a question of what would be the best strategy? I mean, you know... Uh, uh, you know, someone suggested a deed in lieu. No, uh, no, I'll give you the answer. I'm just, I'm waiting for, oh, I don't okay. want to interrupt you, okay. which I just did. HUD, uh, these loans are all governed by HUD and they're insured by FHA. Okay. So in this particular circumstance, this is why they mandate that you have the FHA insurance. And that's one of the biggest costs of reverse mortgages. But the, here's the perfect example why, oh. is because these are classified as what's a, a, called a non-recourse loan. And that means that your the 90-year-old gal or her estate can never owe more than what the house can bring on the open market. So you just mentioned that the uh, you know the balance is 325 and the house is worth I think you said 290. Yeah, 285 or so. So what you can do is you can walk away from it if you want. If you just want to hand the keys to the to the lender and say, okay, here, you deal with it. Okay. Or you can go through the process if you want to be honorable and, and go through the, um, the sale of the property. Uh, real estate people that are listening out there, even if it's uh, Sharon, um, in this particular circumstance, the any cost to sell the house is going to be covered by the insurance. So... Even a real estate fee. So, you know, you had a real estate company and they sold it. Say there was some taxes owed. Whatever's, whatever's owed, that FHA insurance is going to cover that process. And it's going to cover any shortfalls in the, in the sale process. So if yeah. the most that they can um, sell the house for is, say, let's, let's just say 300000 and make the math easy, uh, but you owe three twenty-five, it's going to cost another 15000 to sell it. Just say and all expenses that are on there, say they all add up to $350,000, but we can only get $300,000 for the house. Yeah. They sell it, they get what they can at closing, and then it's up to the lender, not the, not the um, estate or the person. It's up to the lender to go to FHA and apply to get the money that's due them from the shortfall of of this particular circumstance and so that's very this is a great question bob uh because the a lot of people they question you know why is it so why are reverse mortgages so expensive i don't think they are but you know i'm biased but um the the one of the larger costs usually is that it's it's and it's very it was different when when um the 90 year old gal did it now it's more on a sliding scale of how much you pay for that insurance if you don't owe a lot of money on your home um then, you know, when you're doing the reverse mortgage, say you don't need a lot of money up front, you're just doing it for uh, financial protection later in life or whatever, uh, you're not going to pay a lot of insurance. But if you have a $200,000 mortgage and your house is worth four hundred, and we need to pay that mortgage off as part of the transaction, right. then that person's going to pay a higher uh, insurance premium at closing. Uh, and there's always, uh, you know, part of the uh, ongoing um, process of the loan. You're, you're everybody. You're anybody that does a reverse mortgage is a 1.25 percentage rate that's on top of whatever your interest rate. That that also goes towards that insurance pool, uh, and and that's what it's there for for this exempt. But to be honest, there's been a couple 
changes in the law uh, in, with reverse mortgages over the past year to get that um, this particular scenario to lower the odds of that. And we can go over that after we hang up, but um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, pretty much your best bet is to probably walk away from it. Yes. Um, but uh, would it be dangerous to contact the lender and say, hey, you know, we're thinking of you know, of walking away from it and so forth. To me, honesty is, I live by this rule, honesty is always the best policy. So I would have no apprehensions at all calling the bank. Okay. They're they're usually they're very nice people and and uh, you know if if they give you something different than um, than what I'm telling you on the air then I would contact Tom Williams and uh, yeah yeah right, and exactly. and have him uh, have him talk to them. So the fact that it's insured uh, by the FHA insurance pretty much covers the bank too. I mean they're they're not going to get really hurt on this situation. Correct. Correct. And, and listen, there. You know, we don't have to all feel sorry for the banks out there. They're, they go by actuaries. They go by, um, you know, yep. the uh, uh, life expectancies. And right. So they're always they're, the odds are stacked against us, not against the banks. Correct. So. Okay. Well, hey, great. You've been a great source of uh, information. I appreciate it very much. No problem, Bob. Have a good weekend. Have a good day. Thank you. So um, that was a great question on. Uh, uh, for something you know that doesn't always get asked. Uh, I'm ta- sitting here across talking to my guest here, where I'm going to introduce here soon, and because there was something that I was going to talk about, but that was a great um, that was a great call. So I'm going to skip what I was going to talk about because I don't want to lose time. I I, I have a a great guest again. I'm going to give the uh, the station's number out is 781-837-4900. And I want to introduce my guest this morning. Her name is is Lisa Nogler. She's the CEO of Style by Lisa. She's a fashion consultant, part-time model. She's also a wife and a mother of three kids, uh, two girls and a boy, right, Lisa? And... um, you're gonna. People are gonna ask. You know, why do I have a fashion consultant on on the show? And uh, uh, Lisa, that, the, the last show I was on in, um, I think it was the beginning of May. The I got a call from Lisa afterwards, and her and her mom have been looking at reverse mortgages for a couple of years. Um, talking about definitely it. seriously the last year. Right, the but last year, yeah. yeah. Before we went on the air, she was telling me, um, and I'm going to let her talk and tell her story about that that introduction. But um, she didn't hesitate. You know, she's done some TV work. She's never been on the radio before. She's a little nervous today, but uh, that, that's normal. But she had the courage. She had the guts to come on the show. When I met her and her mom, I made an appointment, and I met with both of them, and we're talking over the Some of the wordage and the articulation that she showed uh, talking about this a subject that she doesn't have, she's not a professional at, I don't hear attorneys and financial people talk as eloquently as, as you did Aww. that day. Thank you. So, I mean, I'm not trying to get uh, points here. Uh, I, w- I just immediately, I'm still trying to pay attention to this story, but in my head, I'm thinking, wow, this this woman would be great on the radio. <laughs> um, so, she didn't hedge when I asked her. And well, because I want to eliminate the stigma 
of a reverse That's mortgage. my full-time job, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and I know there's so many out there. Right. You know, I mean, if you just Google it, so much, I think, more negative. It outweighs the positive, absolutely. You're, you're preaching to the choir, but go ahead. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted, I felt strongly about coming on here so other people that are in my situation who right. have, you know, parents or a parent who, you know, is, you know, in need or looking, you know, to outside sources, they can find out more information, the right information, and right. be guided the right way. And I definitely think, Joe, you're you're the right way to go. And, and I really appreciate she, uh, you, you know, I explained to her before we met a little bit before the show, we were going over different things. But a lot of the stories that Lisa comes out with just naturally are um, great information for people, for the listeners. So I would say, oh, let's not talk about that now, you know, to keep that theme. But, you know, I because I, I, I want the sincerity uh, and, and I strive at that, I, at that. Being on having this platform, we talked about this also, and she told me that 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 sincerity came across to her, and that was why she called. So, and I get other calls and other little bit of feedback about that. So that's that's the most important thing because with this product, trust is paramount. And if people don't um, trust the other person that's on the other end of the phone, or however they're making the connection. Yeah. You know, yeah, can it get done? Yeah, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a good situation, in my opinion. So what I'd, what I'd like to ask you to do is, um, from the, when we were talking about before you we went on the air, that uh, if you can talk about your, your parents and their situation, your, her dad had passed away fairly yeah. young. And yeah, he So did. if you could just tell that story. Well, I'll, I'll yeah, I mean, he unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer at the age of um, about 58 or 59, melanoma. It was stage wow. three. And um, things started spiraling. And for him, I think the most important thing for him was my mom. They were high school sweethearts. And he wanted to make sure that she didn't have major worries in her life. So at the time, they were living down the Cape. They Mm -hmm. had a beautiful house. They put the house up for sale. He was undergoing a lot of medical treatments anyways in Boston. It was, you know, just a better move for them to come, as they say, over the bridge. (laughs) And and so they settled um, south... On the South Coast, I'll just say. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give out where no, exactly. We, uh, but and, and I, we talked about this also. I'll just jump in with that. That my clients, a lot of people don't want their personal business uh, talked about on the radio. And uh, so we're trying to... Um, Respect that. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So anyways, he they bought a condo. And when I say bought, he bought it outright. With the money that they received from their house, he purchased the condo in cash. So my mother would therefore have no mortgage. Um, And for the next couple of years, as he was suffering with this cancer, uh, no mortgage was all, you know, very helpful for, to him. And then, um, you know, then he passed away. And What year was that? Uh, six years ago now. So it's been about six years. And so for the first few years, it was okay. She didn't have her payment and her car was taken care of. But also, too, she is in her 60s. Um, she's not working. 
so she doesn't have a steady income other than the Social Security that right. she gets. Right. And as you know, you have to pick. She can't receive both, so she right. picked my, my dad's. Right. And so with that money and the fact that she has no mortgage and no car payment, she's been trying to just get by. Right. And as her child seeing, you know, life, life, you know, throws curveballs at you. And you never know. You think because you have no mortgage, which like 90% of the population, that's like, you know. Not the circumstance. Not the circumstance right. by and any means. I have means, people in their you know? 70s, 80s that still Absolutely. have mortgages. Right. So, so yes, yeah, she had that advantage, but at the same time, Things were mounting up. She has some health issues. And by health issues, I mean she has a hearing problem. And I'm sure a lot of you out there know that Medicaid and any insurance really does not cover right. uh, hearing issues. Um, and she needs hearing aids. She needs tests. She needs, you know, all different things. Um, and, and you told me this was a hereditary thing. And it was hereditary. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think for a lot of people, not just my mom they're in the same kind of boat where you know it doesn't matter what the health issue is yeah it doesn't matter but they're in the same boat that you know life occurs things get thrown your way that you're not foreseen and you think your your parent is okay and you're trying to help them to the best of your ability and you know it just it, it becomes that where you you need to do stuff because bills start mounting right. and circumstances. So one thing, and please don't lose your, your where you are in your story, but one thing that I say fairly often on the air is that I have the, I look at it as a privilege that I get, I get invited into the, my clients' lives, and I have a personality where people are fairly comfortable, uh, and you know I've learned this over the years. And that's one of my natural talents, you know, that trust issue. And if I was an evil person, I could, you know, take advantage of people. But my brain doesn't work that way. So, but the the key with, um, you know, I, I say on the air that I, I get to look at through this window without sounding like a... a, a, a a monger of uh, of ill repute, or you know, you're always looking for the bad. I'm, I feel I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I get to see what affects other people in their lives later on in lives. Stuff that you can't even think about, right. that you can't even imagine where mm -hmm. it's going to pop up from. So, without having, um, you know, without sounding negative, uh, you know, I, I try to get that aspect of it over the year. So to have. And we didn't practice any of this. No. no okay. so I just want to put that disclaimer out no. there. So, you know, to hear somebody out there to say it in a different way, and yeah. it's affected them personally, then it just, uh, you know, I, I, it makes me feel that I'm not trying to sound like that, um, you know, the, the negative uh, um, pessimistic right. person. It's life. Right. And we can't always dictate. So go ahead. I, I'll, I'll try not to interrupt. No. So, I mean, getting back to the story, we were at the point where she, you know, is again, mortgage-free, but, you know, her car is starting to, you right. know, get older, right. you know, and she's getting older. Right. And, you know, things happen. Like I said, life occurs. So with that being said, you know, her nest egg that she did have starts getting drained because she does not have an income other than my dad's Social right. Security. So um, we're trying to look at other alternatives as to what to do. I mean, she doesn't qualify for a loan because here she is in her 60s. 
she doesn't work. Right. So um, who's going to give her a loan? And I started hearing things myself. I started hearing things and doing some research because, you know, as a child of uh, of a person in this situation who cares and worries like we all do, um, I started putting my thinking cap on and thinking what would be the best scenario. So I had heard something. I think I heard your show actually last year. Um, I didn't hear the whole thing, but 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 it was enough to pique my interest. What? Like, what did you read, or how did you... The first time, I, and I say this on the air, yeah. too, the first time I heard of a reverse mortgage, yeah. my mother did one. Yeah. Um, her financial planner, she lived with my mother, my excuse me, my grandmother, and my grandmother passed away in 2001, and then yeah. my, and she, my mother still had a mortgage, but now she's going to lose the $1,000 that my grandmother was pitching in. So her financial planner at the, at the time advised her to do a reverse mortgage, and that's she explained to me what it was, and I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And she mm-hmm. did it for a few years, and then sold the house and you know I think I told you this story but um, so that part of it um, you know continue about what uh, but that's what I was trying to find out when when did you when was like the first time that you can remember that you heard the term reverse well I think it was you honestly I think it was you last year when I I turned in yeah well you should well I mean it just made me more knowledgeable I you know piqued my interest I listened to the show and um, so I think after the show I said reverse mortgage that's I've never heard of that what what is that and so you know of course you know google it and try to find some information and you know like i said there's more negative than positive but i try to look beyond that and You're smart. see and 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 see and try to realize after reading numerous things and investigating it on my own that for somebody like her even though she doesn't have the age i know it's a little bit better the older you are she's in her mid 60s but again, the plus factor for her was that she owns her home outright. So for somebody who is, you know, who owns her home, who is living in their home, who wants that to be their forever home and has no plans on, you know, uh, selling, who wants to stay there, she's very comfortable there. Most has, se- you're describing most seniors that absolutely. are out there. My parent, you know, my father, yeah. his house is falling down around him. I can't get him to come and live with us. Yeah. So most well, they're comfortable. I know yes. my mom doesn't like routine change. At, at, they're set in their ways. They have a routine. They have a schedule. You know, and and she likes to stick to that. She likes the comfort of her surroundings, and I would never want to take that away from her. So, um, the more I started reading about the reverse mortgage, I thought, you know what? My father gave her the greatest gift: the fact that she doesn't have the mortgage. She's over the the age. She has all the equity. She's over the age of sixty-two, and she just needed to be talked to and informed about this. And I think as a child, too, I think us children need to be informed. You know, we're always worrying. I I mean, I know, even though I'm speaking for myself right now, I know there's listeners out there in the same predicament. You know, maybe you're in your 40s. I'm in my 40s. And, you know, granted, my mom's young in her mid-60s. 
but I think about 10 years from now, you know, what's going to be. And I don't want her to have any regrets. I want her to enjoy her life. I want her to be able to live her golden years, so they say, comfortably, comfortably without those worries. Tom has with, a saying. He says, yeah. people, people don't mind getting old. We know we're all going to yeah, get old. We are, says, yeah. People, but, he, but it's true. People don't like getting old and being broke. Well, that's the thing. And it's not even so much about, I don't think, broke, and she doesn't live a lavish lifestyle. It's about having a little bit of a pad there for emergencies. And right. like I mentioned, medical emergencies. As we all know, Medicaid does not Could cover... Could be a car emergency. A car emergency, it, which... It, it, so this you know, is... Yeah. I'll, and, uh, you know, so I have to jump in here and there because I, certain things that I hear you talk, you know, you talked about your mom being young and like it's a disadvantage of her being young because remember folks, with reverse mortgages the older you are, the more equity they'll let you have access to. So the younger you are, 